Lights, camera, action. Welcome to the Scrapbook Podcast, Director's Cut. And welcome back to Scrapbook Podcast, Director's Cut. This is Jody Pratt with my fellow guest. Sunflower. How's it going? Great. How are you? Awesome. Um, So I need for you to name this because I have no name for this at all. (laughs) Right? But you were here for the creation. Me and you created um, Summer in Codville. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah, this is in that same universe, mm-hmm. literally. So we have um, two friends. Maybe this is so. Summer of Codville was what seventies, nineties, eighties, somewhere along there. Yeah. yeah. So this is in the future. So this is, but maybe two. Actually, it was in two thousand something. I just remember it being a little more outdated. Yeah. It, uh, regardless. Yeah. So. As you guys know, the Scrapbook Podcast Director's Cut is stories, our stories, that Patrick and I come up with that we've kind of worked out a little bit more and we present to each other. For the last, like, maybe five or six has been Sunflower, and I appreciate you, Doug. Yeah. Okay, so this story takes place in, you know, maybe now, like 2020 or so, 2019, and... um. Maybe it runs it regardless. So we have two friends. Um, Larry and uh, Michael, right? Mm-hmm. They're about the same age. We'll say uh, 26, right? Okay. Michael is part of the Papa Demetrio family. Mm. And Papa Demetrio, if you guys listen, um, it, sound, it should sound familiar to you because that was the, fam- the main mob family. 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 Uh, mob family in um, a summer in Codville. They're the Greek mob family. And Larry is a um, O'Shea, right? Larry O'Shea, Michael, Papa Demetrio. Okay, so they haven't they haven't seen each other in like maybe like six years or so. Michael has come back. No, Larry has come back around. And Michael has been in and out of what, what state should this be in? Um, what's next to Codville? Codville was uh, what New Jersey. Yeah, so let's say Rhode Island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, not New York, but yeah. Yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah. Okay, so um, they haven't seen each other in a while. Michael actually went to college. Larry, he was doing some shit, and you know what I mean. He wasn't a book smart nigga growing up. He was street smart. Michael is extremely book smart. And they grew up together. And they're not supposed to be because Irish and Greek mobs were warring at the time. Mm -hmm. The same as, you know, uh, Irish and Italian and stuff like that. It was a real push for um, push for real estate, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And so they meet up with each other and they they say... um, Actually, they have a phone correspondence, and they're like, you know, we should have a, a like a, a camping trip, like we used to, back in the day when we ran away from our parents and shit like that, and kicked it together. And um, Michael's like, yeah, for sure, just come by my place and pick me up. You know, he's like, are you sure? Like it's good. Like, don't worry about that shit. You know what I mean? That's old. That's old shit. We're growing up now. Yeah. You can tell our parents. We want to hang out together, and they can't do shit about it. Fuck off. Exactly. So, Larry's like, all right, bet. 
And Larry's this big, brooding motherfucker. The muscle, like muscle-headed kind of guy. And it's interesting that they find each other in all this shit and they grow up. They, Like I said, they haven't seen each other in about seven years or so. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, I would say, like I was saying, uh, describing Larry. Larry's like maybe 6'2". He's a big, big motherfucker, bro. Maybe 280 muscle-bound motherfucker. And um, Michael is, I want to say, like, 5'7", maybe 120, 130. Big, like, real skinny nigga, tiny guy. Um, So, he's packing, uh, Michael's packing up shit, and his two brothers are there um, cleaning something, right? So, knock on the door. And it's Larry. He's like, oh, Larry, Larry, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they're joking and shit like that. You know. Yeah. Trying to, like, you know, fake wrestle each other. And they give each other, they embrace each other with a just, just deep, deep hug. And um, you can see the into the kitchen. And you see Michael's two brothers. And they're cleaning this big-ass, powerful rifle. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, and from the kitchen, Michael's brothers yell, like, hey, faggots. <laughs> like, you know, cut the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, you, you know, talking shit. And yeah. they abruptly stop and shit like that. And then Michael goes and is like, hey, you guys know Larry? Larry, this is my two brothers. You know, um, fucking dick and balls. And they're just like, hey, keep talking that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then Larry laughs and then um, dick and balls are just like, what the fuck you laughing at, homo? And he's like, hey. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. I, can tell, I can tell you niggas don't like me, bro. Got to read the room. Yeah, okay. but no shade. I get it, bro. Um, So, they're like, all right, we're out of here. Tell mom and dad. You know what I mean? I'll be back later. Um, This should be, you know, either tomorrow or the next day. And they're just like, uh, all right, you know what I mean? Remember to use lube. And then they're fucking just like, <laughs> oh, my God. So... Throughout the whole shit, it's deep, like, not deep, but just sprinkled lightly over the top, just homoeroticism, Mm -hmm. just because when you are friends with another man and you're extremely affectionate towards Mm -hmm. two other people that reads as homosexual, homoerotic, shit like that, but their conversations... Are, are just sprinkled lightly. Not too much, but I wanted that to be like a over, like an overcast over everything. Like they had something together that they didn't express. Right. But it was truly disciplined friendship. Mm. They were each other's person. Platonic. Yeah, pl- extremely platonic. You know what I mean? And um, they they can't help, you can't help who you want to be friends with. Right. Honestly and truly, you know. Um, There's something that drawns, drawns, draws people to each other, and that goes that goes for every every type of relationship. All right. So, uh, the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, um, the definition of a friendship, uh, friendship as understood here, is a uh, distinctively personal friend uh, relationship. That is grounded in a concern on the part of uh, each friend for the welfare of the other, for the others, uh, for the other's sake, and involves some degree of intimacy. 
right? So they drive up there. They're, they're going to, uh, let's say, where the trees, fucking, the trees change color, Vermont. Okay. Like deep in Vermont, or maybe even they go to New York, yeah. you know, or, or, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. They're going to, you know, the deep wilderness and shit. Yeah. And uh, it's where they always used to go. And they're having conversation and shit, joking back and forth, really catching up because they haven't seen each other, like I said, in like six, seven years since they were like 19. And so um, they're talking and it kind of gets, you know, they kind of argue back and forth. They have a little disagreement about something. It was cool. Michael falls asleep um, and he wakes up about uh, almost sunset, but they got to the place they need to be. He's like, hey, and uh, so he wakes up and the car's parked and Larry's already set up camp and shit. And he's like, oh, how long have I been out? He was like, oh, for a while. You don't even worry about it. You know, I got everything set up. He was like, oh, you know what I mean? I can always count on you, bro. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know. And uh, so they get really into like family talk and it goes back and forth and shit and expectations and shit and how they feel inadequate to their father's uh, degree of expectancy Mm -hmm. and um, how they don't feel like a real man and shit like that because of the level that they need to be on and shit like that. And it goes to uh, Larry and he's just like, um, yeah, my dad, um, it's kind of crazy because I saw us being friends forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my dad has, like, a real fucking problem. And as you know, my dad's the head of, you know, he looks after all the books and shit like that. He mm-hmm. looks after, not the books, but he's, like, the head of all the muscle and shit. Yeah. You know. And he's, and he's reluctant to give me a piece. And Michael's like, what the fuck? Why not? He was like, I don't know. He says he can't trust me mm. because of us, you know, our friendship. And, and you know what I mean? That little bit of, eh, yeah. you don't know. What yeah. the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about us? But he's like. Because of us, you know, and he said he can't trust me and shit, and he wants me to prove that I can be trusted and shit. He's For like, sure. so what do you have to do? And he's just like, he's like, what, bro? Just you know, I mean, tell me, but you know, you can tell me anything. And he pulls like a Ruger out of his fucking like pants mm-hmm. pocket. And he's like, he wants me to kill you. He knows that you're like the third guy's in charge. Is like, son, and he said, you know what I mean. He wants me to kill you and mm-hmm. shit. And Michael's just like, just cold. He, you got to think. He's been in this shit too. He's been in a mob family as yeah. well, and his face is unbreaking. And it kind of gives him a stare, and he's just like, changes subject. He's like. Did you kiss Stacy Delali? Like, did you kiss her that night we went to prom? Although she was my date. Mm-hmm. And it breaks Larry of his whole intensity. And he's like, who told you that? He's just like, you didn't think I'd find out, bro? And they're just busting up laughing and shit. Yeah. Right? And right about now, the sun is has set. And... Light is fleeting, right? And they're going back and forth, and, and Michael is kind of like, not pleading, but 
going along the lines of like, I'm not going to cooperate with this narrative that we're sharing. Right. You're like, you're going to what? Like, you, and you're going to bring it up like, like it's what the fuck? Yeah. And he, and um, as the lights fleeting, he's just like, he, uh, Larry looks around and Larry's like, it's getting pretty dark. You know what I mean? It tosses him a flashlight. Then Larry carries a flashlight. He was like, um, fuck, my dad, you know, we have, a, there's a marker over here. And he looks like he, he and Michael didn't notice this before. This is this big ass pile of dirt, like maybe 40 feet away, tucked yeah. behind two trees. And he's like, oh, shit, that's my fucking grave, yeah. bro. And Michael's just like, god damn. You know what, man? My dad said the same shit about you. And I refused him. Yeah. And I was going to tell you this over the phone, but they're, they're at the end of the year and shit like that. I got to get the fuck out of the town. Yeah. I'm not welcome here anymore. And Larry's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. He's like, why didn't you? He's like, you had every opportunity. He was like, they told me to do it when I was younger and shit like that. And I've been biding my time. And then recently they, I told them that you were coming up and they wanted to kill you, bro. And I said, if they do that, I'm going to. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. going to kill you. How about that? In return, I'll never forgive you. And I'll fucking leave. <clears throat> So, let's say Michael's just like um, saying all this shit, and Larry's just like, "Damn." I mean, I have to. This is all yeah. I know. You went to school, bro. You have your degree. Like, I don't have much to me, bro. You know that. Growing up, like, I don't, bro. You had to help me cheat to get the fuck out of high school, and I barely got that. And I don't even, last book I read was, and then they said the book at the same time, because that's, you know what I mean? Because that's the last book literally they read out of high school and shit like that, or over the phone or some shit like that. And Michael's just like, there's nothing we could, he's just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like a couple more memories come up and shit like that. And then um, he stands up, Larry stands up, he's like, and turns on the flashlight. And now it's about pitch black. And then he like, you know, points the gun in their direction, like, come on. Yeah. And he's like, Larry, come on, dude. He's like, I don't, that's where they told me to put you as proof. Otherwise... If I just leave and come back and shit like that, and they might think, uh, you know, a, a bear dragged you away. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Or think that I'm lying or something like that. He's like, dude, you have a phone? I could fake it? He's like, no, that's why they have the mark, the grave marker there. They want your body in there so they can come and yeah. check it. They're going to send pieces to your fucking, to your parents and shit. That's proof. They want proof. So Michael stands up and he's just like, 
Like, can I get another fucking, you know what I mean? Another hug, nigga? Like, he's like, nah, that's that's over now. And you feel the tension in the air, and I wanted to be just be just dry, no music. Yeah. Just stale air that they're in. No sound. Yeah. And you see. Exactly. And you see Michael just like crying. Not crying, but like tears in his eye and shit like that. Because as so far, he's been a stoic nigga. Yeah. So he's standing there and he's just like, fuck. At least can I have a handshake. And then Larry shakes his hand. And they share a couple more stories. Or he says like a gay joke or some shit like that. Yeah. Makes Larry laugh and then Larry points him in the fucking direction. Again, just a reminder. Go ahead, bro. And uh, Michael turns around. And as he like turns around, then he starts to let it sink in. Like, oh, fuck. I'm going to fucking die here. Mm-hmm. So he's bawling and shit like that. And he's walking slowly. And before they could leave the light of the fire that they've been set. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're at a, their campsite now yeah. and they're talking and shit. And then you hear, bah! And Larry's head is completely removed from his shoulder. And Michael just like, <sighs> about fucking time! And he gets a phone call on his his, uh, his phone that Larry has taken. Yeah. That he didn't even notice Larry took. Yeah. It was in the car. And he was just going to bury him and dip. Yeah. Right? That was part of, and it was his brothers. And he's like, yo, what the fuck took you guys so long? This motherfucker was going to kill me. He's like, oh, we already knew, you know what I'm saying? That we, we had to drop on the whole situation, shit like that. Um, Like you said, dad wanted you to get this motherfucker out of here. You agreed to it. This is how it had to happen. You know what I mean? He's just like, fuck. And then it goes to their point of view, and they're like in the scope of their campsite. So they're just like maybe 300, 400 yards away with that same rifle that they were cleaning I in the kitchen. I was going to say, man, that's good foreshadow. Yeah, same rifle in the kitchen that they were cleaning off and shit like that. And he was just like, all right, dump it in the fucking, um, there's, in the, um, in the fucking, can I get it out? Goddamn. In the hole, mm-hmm. they had kerosene and then they had lighter and shit. So oh. let's go ahead and drag his body in there. He's like, you guys are going to fucking help? He was like, your boyfriend, your problems. <laughs> and he hung up the phone and shit like that. So he, the, I wanted to end with him dragging the body in there. Yeah. And the, and the camera kind of like panning away or, or if it's written down in the book, obviously he's going to be dragging his body and, the kerosene in there and um, dump the kerosene on him and then drive Larry's car over like and um, keep it in drive and just push it into the ditch and uh, into the hole with him. Yeah. Set the whole bitch on fire. Yeah. And then his brothers drove around and would pick him up. But if it was like um, like a movie or some shit like that or a short film I wanted to to end with him dragging his body. You know what I mean? Right. Put it into it and and then end it like that. 
How do you like that? Man, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Especially from a distance and it was the brothers. That's good foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Solid ass foreshadowing. I wasn't expecting it. Like, I thought it was going to be some, uh, the way that you were describing it at first, I was like, oh man, it's going to be like a love story. Like a fucking Romeo and Juliet. So I had Shakespeare in my head. I got another, I got a a deep ass Romeo and Juliet that I came up with like maybe four lines I said to Patrick earlier today. Um, about you know, I, I'll tell it, it's gonna be another dirt step for sure. Either you or him gonna hear it, but yeah. but yeah, I have a deep like gay one. It's, it's gonna be pretty awesome. Cool. But uh, how do you like that? I liked. I hey. What would you name it? Oh man, you done throw me for a loop, and now it's completely out of my head. That's how you get him, baby. <laughs> um, there's a lot of betrayal in this. Oh man. Um 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 Shakespeare had the guy that backstabbed Brutus? No. Who's the fucking guy in Shakespeare? Babe, you know more. Lord. Oh man. Midsummer Night's Dream? Macbeth? No. Macbeth. Who is the fucking dude in Macbeth? Mick. No, it was like it starts with a P. Polonius? No. That sounds kind of right, but kind of wrong. Damn. Okay, we're going to scratch that because I don't fucking know his name. Mm-hmm. Um, betrayal. Betrayal in Rhode Island. Mm, <laughs> A summer in Codville. Come on, buddy. You always want me to keep it simple. Uh, and then I sit here and I'm thinking about it. Fuck. Um, just the boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Out of one out of ten, what'd you give this? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Damn this bitch. Okay, cool. I mean it's that's I'm not bad. Get better. You... Last one you gave me, Kristen Smile was a six out six point five out of Okay, 10. we did two stories that day and that was one of them that was a six point five. At least you're not dipping below a five. Yeah, that's true. I'm 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 working to get that Tim, you know what I'm saying? I got to come with, I got to like start reading the dictionary or something because these titles, <laughs> I can't. I'm over what here trying to be real. Boys. You said just the boys. Just the boys, yeah. So like, I didn't think of that. Wasn't me this time. I'll come back later. Yeah, it's okay. You know I mean, I try to think of like big things. Like I try to make it like hella interesting, you know? But whoa, some, whoa, I don't think whoa, simple. Whoa, whoa. Well, because I want a good title. If I'm making the title, like, I'm, I'm going to sit here and think of the fucking top of the tippy top of words, and I don't know many words. You do. You know a lot of words. Um, Boom. That was just the boys, right? Yeah. Okay. I forgot. Again. <laughs> Remind me again, because when I edit this shit. Uh, that was just the boys. I uh, hope you guys liked it. Something quick, something spicy. Um, this is Jody Pratt, one of my fellow hosts. Sunflower. And um, this is Director's Cut. We love you. Don't stop being creative. Peace. Bye. Thank you, everybody that's listening. Thank you, all the new people. Thank you for the crazy spike that we had. Brussels stand-up. Um, no sprechens in Deutsch, but sprechens in English, baby. Let's go. We love you. Don't stop being creative. Peace. <laughs>